We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mr. Fryer, let's go. At the 12 and 8 safe. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Like I'm trying to kind of slowly work my way back into socialization. So I'm trying not to look like a slob every time that I walk in here. And so this week, I've actually put on pants. I mean, I wear pants all the time, but, like, I'm not wearing sweats. I just feel like when you're older, being an older gentleman, like, that's why there's a lot of sweatpants, sweat jeans. There's even, like, sweat dress suits and stuff. Like, you're a little yeah. stretched. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need that. A little, this is what we needed as men. We've been lying, and, and we need to tell the truth. We needed some pants that give you a little bit of stretch on the side. And and they can still look good, and I'm glad that there are a lot of people that are doing that now with the pant. Like, you ain't here trying to get into some tight pants. You'd be like, man, this is going to be uncomfortable all night for a lot of different reasons. Looking good shouldn't have to be this uncomfortable. And then you go look over at your significant other, and you go, oh, so that's what you meant. That's what you meant by all that societal pressure that we put on you to try to look good. And that's why you're doing all of this stuff before we leave the house and we can't leave on time. Make me a bicycle clown. There's a lot of stuff for us to get into today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you got outside. Face drop! My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. On the show today, we are going to talk about the NBA. Our buddy Sean Hyken is going to be on the show at 1 o'clock. I had a fabulous time this weekend watching college baseball and college softball. That will be, especially last night. Did you see the UCLA-Florida State game? It was fantastic. That will be my cause this winter slash spring to try and drive people towards watching college softball. I really enjoy it. It's a good game. It's fun. It's energetic. Maybe I'll even go, like, if things keep going in the right direction, like COVID-wise, is that Oklahoma City where where the the softball championship is? Maybe I'll go because I've always wanted to go to the the College World Series and, and the Women's College World Series. Maybe I'll do that this year. 
So all of that plus bull stuff from All-Star Weekend. I've got some thoughts about some things. I was listening to, to Jay's podcast, the, the Full Go. We had very similar reactions to the DJ Khaled performance. What is it, 2010? It's the NBA. Y'all couldn't get nobody better and nobody. All right, I won't go into it now. I'll go into it later. When we come back, we need to talk about what happened between Michigan and Wisconsin. We will do that next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Interesting finish here, 77. Oh, see, and they're going at it. Oh, yeah. Howard and Guard are not happy right now as the two of them continue to have words. We told you Jawan Howard was not happy about that timeout. Yo, and Jawan Howard just threw a right hand. And now we got a scrum. We have a scrum in Madison. Players are pushing and shoving. This is an ugly scene. This is an ugly scene. Oh my God. Fight. I like courtesy of CBS. Maybe a little over the top with the description. Like just a little over the top of what happened yesterday with Juwan Howard and Greg Gart. A point of order before I bring on Stephen Bardo. I am not new to softball. People are texting and tweeting me like I what I'm saying is that my hope is that I'm going to talk about it a little bit more while there's no baseball. And my hope is that other people will check it out as well. Like I've been to a softball game at Alabama. I've been to a softball game at, at, at wish field at DePaul. So I'm not new to the game, but I am talking about it a little bit more than I would if there was spring training. Cause I think it's a good alternative. I think college baseball and softball is a really good alternative. And I was entertained most of the weekend. I love the ping. I love the ping of of aluminum bats, and I know that they've they've changed them since when I was playing. Because aluminum bats I was playing with, man, you you catch a bad one real quick. You hit hit the ball right at somebody. Stephen Bardo is the best college basketball analyst in America. Full stop. He's also really good at calling NBA games, which I'm going to talk to him about. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Steven, what's up, man? How you doing, Lawrence? Man, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of the uh, college basketball season, so it's uh, exciting times and, and some troubling times as well. I want to talk about the troubling times, but I want to ask you first, because I don't want to forget to do this. And I want to tell you, man, you did a great job. When, when you step in and do Bulls games, you're doing a really, really good job. And I joked with someone, look, man, a, a Benetti-Bardo tandem could be a number one in a lot of NBA markets. So to have you guys as, like, the guys that were filling in as a basketball fan, it brought me a lot of joy. Oh, I really appreciate that, man. I, I think the world of Jason Benetti, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with him, Lawrence, a few times, and there's not a person that's more – prepared there's really not a funnier guy in that seat in my opinion and you know he he really cares about whatever he's doing and when you have passionate professionals that you're working with like that it just made it easy for me and I'm, I'm gonna admit it I, I don't I don't care what people think 
I was like a little kid calling those Bulls games, man. I'm trying to tell you, I was excited. Um, it was fun for me. It was kind of a bucket, a bucket list thing that I never imagined being able to do. So I, I had a, I had a great time calling the Bulls uh, games because they are an exciting team to cover. Yeah, how much fun is it being that this is a team that's sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference? And, I mean, the last five years of Bulls basketball has not been a lot of fun. This team has been a ton of fun. It's it's just a breath of fresh air because they're playing the right way. And it, it starts at the top, and it trickles down to the court. And these guys are on the same page. Everybody is really accepting their roles, and they're exciting. You know, they got some nastiness to them. And, uh, you know, and DeMar DeRozan, I knew he had some game left. I didn't know he had this much game left. I mean, he is, he's been a revelation. So it's, it's really been good to see, uh, you know, a Bulls franchise that needs to be good for the NBA to be its best. And I, I'm just glad that I was able to get a few games in covering these guys. Steven drops nuggets on his Instagram feed at Steven Bardo is where you can find him. And there's a lot of teaching that goes on, whether you're talking about teaching broadcasters to do the job or teaching ball players how to do the job. What should young players take away from DeMar DeRozan's game? Oh man, that, you know, I could go up and hug DeMar every day, all day, every year, because he's brought, the mid-range game back into the basketball. Uh, I don't I don't understand, Lawrence, where it started. I don't know. I, I think Golden State may have had something to do with it with their uh, premier shooters. Um, but the game really changed in the last decade, and, it, and it's become so analytics-driven. Not that, that that's a part of the toolkit. That seems to be the toolkit for a lot of NBA franchises. And so – for a guy like DeMar DeRozan, who can be efficient in his movement, get to his spots, up fake, shoot over people, or, you know, get, get, go off the bounce and get into his move into the mid-range, and for him to be shooting at the clip that he's shooting, scoring the amount of points he's scoring, and having the Bulls be a contender, that's the, tri- that's the trifecta. That's the, the triple crown, in my opinion. And I love the fact that he has taken his game, his strengths, and not allowed the general consensus around the NBA to affect his ability to play the game at the highest level. I, I, I love it. It's, it's almost like he said, this is what I do. I'm just going to be great at it. And, and I think that there, there are some players that they don't perfect what it is that they're good at. And to me, that's when I see DeMar, I see a guy that said, I'm going to add, because he's shot more three-pointers this year, he's made more three-pointers this year, that's fine, but I'm going to crush this mid-range game. And I wish that more players would look at it and say, okay, I'm going to make that strength impenetrable. And then I can add from there the way that DeMar is. I I totally agree with what you're saying, Lawrence. And the thing is, you know, it, it takes a guy of DeMar's status to go ahead and be able to do that. You know, you, you've got to kind of be, you know, secure in yourself, secure in your position as a player in this in the NBA, to be able to. It, it's stepping out a little bit. It's it's stepping out of the norm. It's stepping away from what's being you know glorified and pushed. And like you're saying, uh, it it it's always a good idea to maximize uh, a skill set. And I think a lot of times, young players who are trying to get to the NBA. 
they're watching the NBA game a lot and trying to figure out, okay, well, I can't do this or I can't do this. Instead of like you're saying, hey, if I'm a 17-foot jump shooter, I'm going to 17-foot you to death. I'm just going to keep doing it till you stop it. And if you don't stop it, I'm going to win. And it, it takes some courage to do that. It takes, you know, uh, an established type player to do that. But I think DeMar DeRozan is going to give younger players uh, the permission to, like you said, play their game and hone that skill that uh, can really get them to the next level. Stephen Bardo joining me here to talk basketball, obviously. We've been talking a little bit about the pros. Let's talk about college. You should check out Bardo's breakdowns on Facebook and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Stephen Bardo. What do you see happen yesterday between Juwan Howard and Greg Gard? I was sick to my stomach, uh, Lawrence, when I was watching it. Um, it's just unfortunate because I'm, I, both, I, I know both men personally. I know that uh, there's not a bad bone in e- either one of their bodies. They're not malicious people. They're not dirty people. It's just it's the nature of college basketball in February. And coaches feeling pressure to get their, in particular Michigan, uh, to to right the ship and get themselves into the tournament. So there's a lot of pressure. Uh, but what what I what really came out of it for me, Lawrence, is that one you just can't put your hands on people. So there's culpability on both sides, I believe. But for Jawan, it's it's unacceptable. You can't you can't hit you can't hit anybody, because if we were to go to any other. Uh, facet of our society and you lay hands on somebody you lose your job so it's just it's just you can't do that you can't do that uh is greg guard supposed to stop a grown man and make him listen if he doesn't want to listen no you're not supposed to do that either and so there's 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 culpability on both sides but it i I can't condone anything uh about that scenario yesterday because it it's ugly for the game it's ugly for those institutions and it just it, it's it's just something that I, I wish didn't happen. What do you suspect the the Big Ten or the University of Michigan will do with Juwan? You know, we we've been uh, those of us in the media today have been bantering back and forth on that. I think what you might see is a suspension for the rest of the regular season and possibly postseason. Um, I know that there are uh, certain writers in certain parts of the country that have called for his firing. I sure hope that that doesn't happen. Um, but I think that it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he got suspended for the rest of the regular season. And maybe Greg Gard might get one game suspension. Maybe Joe Krabenhoff, who uh, Jawan struck yesterday, may get two, possibly, uh, because they, there might be some thought that he instigated the situation, kind of escalated the situation. I, I'm not sure on that. But I do. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Juwan suspended for the rest of the year. Let me ask you about the basketball aspect of it. You've played this game at the highest level. You've succeeded in, in many regards throughout your entire basketball career. If, if you and I ran in, into each other at the Ratner Center, I, w- I would say to you, uh, Stephen, why doesn't everyone just coach their own team and stop worrying about what's happening with the other team? So I want to know about from the basketball standpoint, Juwan's team is out there pressing. They're down 15, and there's really no legitimate way that they're going to come back and win the game. Guard is saying, I got, I've, I've, I've said, I've called off the dogs. I've brought in my bench, but 
I still don't want my bench guys to get embarrassed and get the 10-second call, so I'm going to use this timeout. Are both guys right in trying to coach their teams in those moments? Yes, I think so. I think I think when you look at Jawan's decision to continue to press, I think what he's trying to do is establish great habits for his younger team. He's got a younger basketball team, and um, there's always lessons to be taught whether you're winning or losing. So, I, you know, is it could he have called off the dogs and not been pressing in that late game? Yeah, but, I mean, that's his, that's his choice. It, it, that's his team. Uh, can Greg Gard call a timeout? to coach up his walk-on so that they don't get a turnover? I, absolutely. Absolutely. If you're going to press me this late in the game and I don't want, I don't want my walk-ons to get shown up, I don't want them to, to leave this game feeling bad about themselves, I'm going to call a timeout and help them figure this thing out. And so if, if there's supposed to be mutual respect in the, in the coaching circles, then, you know, you, you bite your lip. You shake hands and you keep it moving. But to take offense a, a to a timeout in a game that, you know, is kind of out of hand, I, I don't know. I, 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 didn't, I just didn't agree with, uh, with the way that Jawan seemed to handle that. I, I, I didn't necessarily agree with that. There seems to be a reaction from us, those of us that aren't really involved in it, the, that we should get rid of the, the handshake. How do you feel about that? I totally agree. Uh, because, Lawrence, I'm going to go a little bit deeper on you here. We, in this country, for some reason, we put sports at a pedestal, and we expect sports to teach people uh, what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do when the rest of society cannot get it right themselves. So to, for, the per, for the fans that are listening, because I know you have a, a large uh, base, for the fans that are listening, if you have never played in a high-level Big Ten college basketball game where there's snot, blood, spit, elbows, knees, nails, skin, everything is flying. Everything is it, – it's, it's hand-to-hand combat. And the last thing you want to do when you've been beating on somebody for two hours and they've been beating on you is to sit up and try to fake some sportsmanship. Because it's – I don't I, – I think that's overplayed. I think it's long overdue that we get rid of it. The NBA doesn't do it. Uh, I've heard people talk about, oh, well, after the football games, you know, those guys are going hug. That's voluntarily. That's voluntary. They're not forced to go in a a handshake line or do whatever. I've heard people talk about the NHL. Well, the NHL can knock each other upside the head during the game. You can't do that in basketball. So, you know, they're they're probably worn out at the end of games. I don't know because I haven't played an NHL game. But I have played in a number of, of Big Ten basketball games where it is heated. And you may like the dude, but you don't want to sit up and uh, fake um, sportsmanship after the game when, you, when you've gotten beaten and the guy's been talking about your mama or your girlfriend for two hours. That's not the place for that. So I, I hope that our, our sport will look at that very closely and make a decision that makes sense, not that saves face, not that – you know, uphold some BS standard because it's there's no room for it in the game anymore. These games, there's too much money on the line. It, it's too competitive uh, for the players and the coaches to, have, to be submitted to that. This weekend, we had the All Star Weekend, and Dan and I were talking about before the show started. 
we were talking about that the NBA is really good at getting the vibe right with their history of the game. Yeah. I love it when I see some of the old players as someone who's part of that fraternity, someone who played in the NBA. Who's the player, the, the old school player that when you see them this past weekend, you like, that's my man right there. I love seeing blah, blah, blah show up at the All-Star game. Uh, be two of them for me because uh, Dr. J was on my wall uh, poster growing up. I, I idolized him. I loved him. Uh, the second would be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because I, I was fortunate enough to play on a tour with him and get to know him a little bit. And so whenever we see Captain Cap come back around, it's always great. Uh, you know, he, he's becoming a little bit more public, but he's still kind of a quiet guy. So those two really do it for me. And I, I've been fortunate enough, Lawrence, where, you know, I've gotten to know Magic a little bit and, you know, Zeke, Isaiah Thomas, and all those guys. I know them now. So it's not – it's still a big deal when I'm in their presence, but nothing like when I see the likes of uh, Dr. J, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Earl the Pearl Monroe. Those guys are, are legendary in my book. And you're a legend too, sir. I appreciate you having some time for my show today. Hey, Lawrence, I always got time for you, man. You you, you have intelligent conversation. I, I'm always uh, uh, glad to be a part of it. I thank you so much for having time, man. Keep up the great work, uh, the stuff you're doing. I love the tutorials that you're giving all of the, the young broadcasters on your, your Twitter feed, at Stephen Bardo. You can check out my own Instagram there as well. Is there anything else that we could tell the people where they can see Stephen Bardo next? Bardo's Breakdown tonight at, on, on Facebook, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Just look it up. You'll find it. Bardo's Breakdown on Facebook. We're going to go in depth with this situation tonight. Steven, as always, I appreciate it, man. Be well. All right. Thank you, Lawrence. That is Steven Bardo. That's college basketball analyst in America. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the, the Blackhawks, uh, their mutual decision to part ways with Bobby Hall. I'll do that next here on The Score. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Kinda. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Earlier today, Bruce Levine broke the story that the Blackhawks and Bobby Hull have mutually agreed that he's no longer going to be an ambassador for the team. And one of the things that I'm, I'm irked by it just because why does there need to be a, well, we mutually agreed that this was the right idea. I'm of the mind that the Blackhawks should have been done with Bobby Hull years ago. 
as a team ambassador for the accusations by both of his wives that he was physically abusive. I know that the relationship with him and Brett has been somewhat repaired, but then there's all of the other stuff that he said publicly and privately that don't make him don't make him the best as far as ambassadors go. His thoughts about the black community, his thoughts about Hitler having good ideas. I really wish they would have been like, we decided that we were going to do this instead of kind of soft peddling it. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it does. Like, I don't know if the idea of that word and, and we use it, we use mutually parted ways, that phrase a lot to act as if there isn't someone making a choice or a decision. And I'm not, sure why we do that who are you trying to pacify with saying that it's mutually parted the Blackhawks organization are in a really strange and unfortunate place a lot of it is the doing of their own their their own mechanism when it comes to what happened with Kyle Beach and others I know that there are people that are trying to change the face of the Blackhawks as an organization, and they get a lot of love, especially from this radio station. They get a lot of love of these are the people that are that are trying to do the right things. I guess I have to take this as a win because it's something that should have happened a really long time ago. But whenever you have to soft pedal it and throw it out, oh, we we mutually parted ways with Bobby Hall instead of coming out and saying when we, while he is one of the greatest players that has ever laced them up, there are things that we don't want our organization to be associated with. Therefore we are making this move to make it so that he's not an ambassador of Blackhawks hockey, but instead it's still, kind of mealy mouthed it's oh well you know he is 83 years old and and we've decided we've mutually decided that we're going to go in a different direction it's just a little weak and organizationally they've in the last few weeks they've shown their ass with rocky out there doing all sorts of craziness and not understanding that there was an opportunity to help steer the cruise ship into a different direction. And he's out here looking for more icebergs. And yeah, there are people that are trying to stop him from doing that, but until they actually do, I'm not sure that we should just be openly throwing them bouquets either. The the Blackhawks as an organization are in a prove it mode right now. When it comes to trust, they got to prove it. And this is a baby step, but it's almost mitigated by the fact that you have to, well, we mutually parted ways. No, just say we want to be different and we're not down with this anymore, period. I know that in my mind, it would give you a lot more respect in regards to him being an ambassador for as long as he was. 
it, like it's not good that you have someone who's an ambassador that a portion of your fan base would be uncomfortable walking up to and talking to. That's not good. Talk basketball with Sean Hyken next here on The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.